I'm David Belson. And I'm Rachel Redan. And this is the Branding London Podcast. The first season is brought to you by Libro Credit Union, a group of epic humans focused on increasing prosperity in southwestern Ontario. They have just launched a new campaign, My Life Here, which fits the theme of this podcast quite nicely. To learn more, go to libro.ca slash mylifehere. Up next is Jody Simpson. If there is a network in London, then Jody is at the heart uh, or center of that network. Uh, she's a consummate networker, uh, one of the kindest, nicest people I know. And uh, if you don't know Jody Simpson yet, definitely uh, reach out for coffee and uh, she will uh, connect you to the ecosystem faster than anyone else I know. Uh, Jody may not be a fan of me advocating for that, but uh, she's truly a, an epic human and uh, uh, has a great lens on what's going on with the city. In particular, uh, her business is focusing on bringing Londoners into or new Londoners into the city and making them feel comfortable. So I had a great conversation with Jody about innovation in our city, and I look forward to bringing that to you. Here's Rachel with the land acknowledgement, and then we bring you Jody. We would like to acknowledge the history of the traditional territory and honor the longstanding relationships of the three local First Nation groups of this land and place in southwestern Ontario. The Ottawandaran peoples once settled this region alongside the Algonquin and Haudenosaunee peoples and used this land as their traditional hunting grounds. The three long-standing Indigenous groups of this geographic region are the Anishinaabe, the Haudenosaunee, and the Lenni-Lenape peoples. I'd like to recognize the three First Nations communities neighboring the city of London, Chippewas of the Thames First Nation, Oneida Nation of the Thames, and Muncie Delaware Nation. We continue to honor the legacy of the space we're in by using the Roundhouse to tell stories, increase collaboration, and work with our clients to improve human lives. We believe that telling the stories of our fellow Londoners will help bring us together to solve problems. First of all, I just want to say thanks for having me, David. Um, my name is Jody Simpson, and I'm the founder and president of City Match Inc. Um, and we operate here in London. Great. So, um, for those that haven't heard of City Match or don't know what you do, uh, explain what City Match does. Keep in mind, I know. Yes. So explain it to somebody who's never heard of City Match. Um, okay, so City Match provides a highly personalized um, uh, attraction, uh, relocation, and settlement services for employers that are hiring talent into the community. So, um, you know, what? sometimes I think the best way to, to describe it is um, to give someone the experience. So, if I said to you, David, or to those who are watching, um, you've been you've landed your dream job in Copenhagen. You start in four weeks. Go. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you can just imagine all of the um, anxieties, um, just the uncertainty. Where do you Where do you start? Where do you Where do you go? Where do you land initially? Uh, Short term housing. Where do you Where do you land uh, with your family? Um, how do you register for You know, for healthcare insurance. How do you uh, get sorted out with your, you know, your whether it's your social social insurance or driving in the country, getting licensing. Um, you know, it's more than finding a place to live, although that's a very important piece. Um, it's about you know getting everybody settled, the children settled. You know, whether it's daycare or or uh, schools, spouses are a big a big part of the um, the role we play at City Match is supporting uh, spouses with the orientation around the labor market because sometimes when people come to a new community. 
Um, they're coming for an opportunity. Um, but one of the one of the spouses has made a conscious decision to sever um, an income stream. So uh, there's anxiety ar- around that. So we work with them oftentimes uh, months in advance of their arrival uh, because a lot of our clients are international. So um, and we are literally their first friend. You know, they come here, we pick them up at the airport, we tour them around the city, we get them sorted, and we spend weeks with them uh, following their arrival to get them uh, situated and get them a great landing. And really the, the value proposition for the employers that hire us is that we get them settled as quickly as possible with the least amount of disruption. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's a long way to. S- no, that's great. Not, that, that's certainly not a that's not a thirty second pitch <laughs> for sure. Um, but I like to explain it in that way because I think um, you know people say, "Oh, you're like a welcome wagon," and yeah. I'll say a welcome wagon designed by Enzo Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> move fast. Well, I know um, you know I was on a couple of different uh, councils and panels over the years. Uh, the technology community i know specifically there's an issue in the video game community that they brought up when i was around this was before city match existed but their problem wasn't actually uh, if they lost people that you know sort of bounced out of the community a lot of the problem wasn't the person because that person had a job and friends at work and meaningful connections but it was actually the spouse or the family member that were struggling that would pull that person back to the native country or the, the native city that they came from so well, that was um, that's interesting because that we were we were probably at that same yeah, <laughs> event because, um, in fact, City Match. We were on was, the same council, so <laughs> we were on the same I remember council. that conversation. Um, that spoke to me uh, very deeply uh, because, uh, and that's really where City Match, the original idea, came from. Um, and in fact, and that was in two thousand eight, uh, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. David, if you want to put a date oh, to yeah, it, because I, I remember this because I was literally. Uh, I was going to launch this business then, and uh, and you know I had um, some you know initial uptake too to say hey listen I would totally work with you to help settle uh, and you know better settle the families that we're we're, we're recruiting and um, and so I was going to launch it then but then the markets got really weird <laughs> yep. and then we just sort of um, we had a full uh, reset and um, I thought okay I'm going to listen to the to to what's going on and I'll just hunker down for a little bit longer and and um, you know had a great job worked with uh, left tech, tech alliance and moved on to Harrison Pence I had a great time there um, but and then in 2015 that issue was still still yeah, an issue up, yep. and uh, I was going through a process of you know what did I want to do next and and it still resonated with me. It still was something that I thought um, was a huge gap in London market. Uh, you actually see the service. The service actually does exist in larger centers. Um, but uh, And in fact, I find mid-sized cities uh, often need it more because it's, um, it's not so obvious. You know, when you say Vancouver, Montreal, uh, Toronto, people kind of get it. Right. Um, but moving to a small city and say, London, well, which London, <laughs> you know? So, yep. yeah, so we were, that's the same. It's interesting you bring that up because that really was the beginning. And I think for me, the um, what's interesting with uh, you know, my previous guest was Brendan from Dibs, and he's looking at building his, his tech team here in London. And you know, he's he believes that he can get them in from anywhere. But, you know, I think obviously a key challenge is keeping them here once and that's where you've seen the gap. In, in yes. The well, the the spousal uh, the spousal um, issue is huge, right? Because you, I mean, we ha- we we know we have uh, great 
uh, businesses in the city, tech companies particularly, that have awesome tech, awesome companies, uh, rapidly growing global-based businesses um, that are able to attract. They make huge investments in, you know, in, in developing a culture. They've got the, 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 the chef on, on site. They've got all of these wonderful perks. But at the end of the day, after 5.30, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, depending on the company, mm-hmm. um, they don't know how they're settling, where they're going to, what kind of home life are, do they have? Are, is their spouses, um, are they thriving? Is the family thriving? Is the spouse landing meaningful work? Um, is Do they land in the right area of the city that uh, speaks to who they are and where they've come from? Um, those kinds of things are often huge blind spots for um, human resources or companies. And um, and so, you know, we also have to play a bit a bit of a different game too, to be competitive with the larger centers as well. And so, um, you know, you can always say, here, here's your uh, here's your relocation budget, so you can get your moving truck and your you know get some you know initial expenses covered, which is great. And but not all companies can do that. Um, but I find that if you can make an investment in their they're successful landing in the community where they can hit the ground running, make friends, because that's important, uh, build a professional network, make some friends, uh, get connected, get emotionally connected to the community. You are already winning that retention, um, you know, the, the fight for, to retain your good talent. Uh, so it's a, it's for a small investment, it's, it's, a huge, um, uh, it's a huge benefit uh, for companies, and there's the business cases there. So what do you, you know, when you take, obviously it's going to probably differ based on the ages of the family and the, and the interests of the family, but what are some high points that you would introduce a new family to London? Let's say, give you an easy one, it's like a springer summer, it always come up to me, but you know, if you're trying to sell someone on London, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you also do some pre-work. Yeah. Like somebody's thinking about moving to London. Yeah, that's right. Bring you in to kind of. So, so, and thankfully for that, I do love uh, I do love getting the um, the attraction uh, service call yeah. for for companies that are saying, "Hey, listen, we've got this this dynamo person coming from you know Vancouver, coming from India, coming from uh, the UK, um, and uh, we want to introduce the city as part of their interviewing process." So they're we're flying them here. Um, they, so they're making an in investment, yep. and uh, so I love it in the, when it's spring and summer. Fall's great too, uh, because obviously it's beautiful to show, right? So I, I mean, we do the city orientation. We'll pick them up at the airport, and we take them through. We, you know, communicate and and share the industry highlights of our city, who's here, what's going on in the community. Um, we tour them around the uh, the city. We 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 always we do a, a pre arrival. Um, uh, or um, discovery first. So we often will find out, well, what's important to you? What do you spend on a typical weekend? What's a good time? Like, what do you do on a staycation? So what we do is we curate, we really personalize these um, city orientation experiences for them uh, based on what's important. So if it's, um, if they're outdoorsy, we'll showcase some of the, um, some of the hiking trails. We'll showcase, if they're into biking, we communicate what's going on in the bike and we show them for sure the Thames Valley Parkway. Uh, those kinds of things they're into racket you know racket club or squash we just kind of take a drive by everything's really carefully crafted um, and from a brand uh, a London brand experience everything's very um, 
purposeful. And so in addition to that, we'll you know introduce them to the housing market, whether it's a rental, show, show them some of the short-term housing options that are around. Uh, so they, know, they can visualize themselves living here. We'll go deep dive into the neighborhoods. And we talk about what's going on in the particular neighbor, neighborhoods, especially the ones that have a strong um, neighborhood association that it's really a great story to tell because they you can kind of frame it and say oh you know this is Woodfield and mm -hmm. Woodfield has this wonderful festival and these you know these porch concerts in the summertime winter can be tricky because uh, <laughs> uh, I think it's shocking especially uh, you know recruits coming from very warm locations mm -hmm. they're excited they love the you know they, they say it's beautiful but they don't anticipate it, that it hurts <laughs> their face. <laughs> Why does my face hurt? <laughs> Why does my face hurt? Uh, so, you know, I, but we still make the best of it. And um, we talk about how, you know, we have distinctive four seasons and all of that. Um, so, polar and other really yeah, cool for sure, for sure. Spring, so. so I guess, um, why do you live in London? Okay, so my uh, love affair uh, uh, of Lon with London um, was like a slow burn. I, I'm, you know, I, I grew up here. You know, I grew up here. Make no mistake, I went to high school here and and uh, and university. Um, but I wasn't in love with my city. In fact, you know, I wasn't, you know, I, every time I applied for, when I applied for universities, I applied outside the city, of course. Um, I, st I opted to stay at Western. I went to Brescia for first year, um, mainly because I, I got scholarships. So I, I went where <laughs> the money went. Uh, the where the money for money. <laughs> for money. Oh, good. And, uh, but uh, the truth, uh, truth be known, I um you know, I, I was really open to leaving the community. In fact, I was pretty sure I'd have to. I, I, I came out of, you know, I came out of Western with a graduate, de graduate degree in anthropology. So I, I figured I need to be flexible mm -hmm. <laughs> of where I was going to go uh, with that kind of degree. So I was open to going everywhere everywhere and I applied to jobs all over the place. Um, I was really fortunate to be picked up though by a local, a uh, great local company, an executive search firm who hired me to do some industry research. Hired me because I had a master's degree and uh, did independent research and so on and it really changed my, it changed everything for me. Um, it was a, a great company, great mentors, great women leaders uh, that uh, mentored me early on. but. It was how I got connected to the business community. That was the thing. That was the hook. I got connected to the business community, which then made connected me to my friends. Mm -hmm. Business community in London is great because they become your friends, and so um, so I was I was emotionally hooked, and um, and I was all in after that, and have never looked back. Although occasionally I've waffled and said, "Oh gosh, maybe you know I need to be somewhere else," uh, but um, but I think we all experience those kinds of uh, community frustrations over time. Yeah. One, I think, uh, you know, one of the acknowledgments that most folks have had through this conversation is that there are some challenges and some things that we don't love about our city but i think if you talk to anyone in any city that's going to be you know those truth as well so it's understanding you know where you can find that balance for sure the city for sure. And, and where it speaks to you you know from my personal experience you know I've, I've done small town big city and the it's like the the goldilocks and the three bears thing right it's like too hot too cold uh this is this this is about right so same with me and everyone kind of has that same taste so what do you think London does better than anyone else? 
Oh, so this was an interesting question on that. I'm, I'm so glad that you gave that to me in advance because I gave it some thought <laughs> last night over dinner. And, uh, and um, one of the thoughts I had was, and the one that literally um, came, came to me first was that um, Londoners really care. Um, uh, and, you know, they are passionate. Um, I think I could say that we are, you know, when, when we as a community have faced some challenges, we can really come together. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that so many times, whether it's a, whether it's a negative challenge, I'm thinking of uh, EM, uh, EMC, the, or EMD, it was the EMD, sorry, Electromotive Division, EMD, and Kellogg's when we experienced that really difficult um, economic shift and uh, fallout. Um, it was amazing to see how the community came together. Um, we've seen it with, you know, when we've been faced with some kind of you know, some, some other ch types of challenges where we said, you know, not in this community. Mm -hmm. um, and we've come together to do that. Um, I love how we uh, rally and show our best uh, selves um, when we are, um, you know, attracting the world to our community. We really show our best uh, selves and uh, our pride, the civic pride comes forward. Um, and then the other piece is that, you know, I think about um, when we, that carries on to the, how we really do care is even, you know, as a, like, I think London might be one of the most civically engaged cities in the country. Um, you know, we used to trend on Twitter, <laughs> right? Yes. Our city councils would trend on Twitter. And I don't know how many people, <laughs> how many communities would, would do that. Um, I think the, uh, you know, it can get loud, loud and noisy. Um, and, you know, you might get frustrated with it because it might be an issue that's, um, that is spicy <laughs> and we have lots. we have a few spicy <laughs> issues um, but that just says to me um, that where, wherever you land on that particular issue um, that you've got an activated engaged community and to harness that and to to continue to support that is is fantastic it's it's hard to 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 navigate and I think it's really tough for our civic leaders uh, to maneuver when you have such passionate um, you know engaged citizens that are that are you know want the best feel that they want the best for their city um, and so that's I think like I think those are two big things that I uh, that came to mind for what London does uh, better than any. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's interesting because I thought, um, you know, for years, even if on the social media side, I don't know if it's still true, but um, I always felt that London had uh, a really vibrant social media connection through Twitter, you know, for, for better or for worse <laughs> in some cases. Um, I don't know if that's still true that it's uh, more than most communities, but I do feel like there's an interconnectedness both online and, and physical that's, that's mm -hmm. unique or, or maybe higher than other communities. Even when we uh, when we have community um, consultations, I love uh, just, you know, it's, it's a lot of people show up mm -hmm. actually um i don't think we see that in all in all communities where they're you know we want to do we're, we're exploring doing this to this particular area uh people really show up yeah and um well, you know obviously there i'd like to see more young people show up um but uh, but we do get lots of people that show up which is which is fantastic a good example of that was the rethink london yes. process i think they had yeah. fifteen thousand people and uh, the largest ever in Canada and the largest Vancouver yeah. had 3,000 <laughs> second largest and if you look at the size difference between the city um, so just the willingness and ability for, for people to 
decades. And and kudos to uh, John Fleming and Sean Galloway and the whole you know that whole team. That we can't talk about Sean now. He's in Vancouver. Oh yeah, that's right. He's he's moved on. <laughs> Damn him. Um, Just kidding. He's he'll great. come back. He'll come back. Um, he'll get sick of it and come back. Um, so, but but really, we had uh, like that was pretty incredible. And I don't know if Londoners really recognize that that was that was historic and um and um london you know you know out showing uh vancouver and and other communities um you know we should really be proud of that agreed and i think it's a good case study for you know if you wanted to say well how do you defend that london is more civic engaged i think that's actually a a good data point (laughs) um what does innovation mean to you Oh, this is this is tough. I mean, when I think about innovation, um, you know, I, I I often just think it's it's really about um, solving problems, right? Solving problems, finding better ways to you know uh, uh, to address an issue, a problem, whether that be a service, a product, or method. Um, I think that. Uh, you know, sometimes I'm torn because sometimes I think of it as an outcome. Mm-hmm. Innovation is an outcome of problem solving and 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 developing an, um, an, a different way of doing something. Um, but at the same time, I sometimes feel like it's a bit of a mindset. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, your your you know innovation is about a mindset of seeing um, seeing ways to improve, ways to um, improve an outcome, ways to um, better process, rethink a business business model, um, all those kinds of things. So I'm t- torn between is it an end result or is it a process um, or mindset? I, I think the answer could probably be, <laughs> be all <both>. three. Um, <clears throat> do you think City Match is being innovative? You know what? I do. I mean, I saw a, I was solving a problem and saw an opportunity and I and, and interesting in, in in the way uh, City Match uh, saw the saw the challenge and addressed the challenge was actually different even in the industry that I'm in. Uh, this 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 kind of work exists elsewhere, uh, but I didn't base it on I, I you know didn't really base it on. I said, well, that's interesting for that community or the this this industry sector, but I want it to look differently, and uh, I don't want it to be framed differently. Uh, so I think the it was innovative. Um, in the sense of addressing the um, the need in London. In fact, I still to this day get, you know, business businesses or people I'm meeting just like, so that's a really great idea. And why, you know, like, are you the only one doing this? And what what um, what got you into that? And you know, where were you when <laughs> when I moved here? Mm-hmm. So I think that's interesting. And um, so I. You know, whether that's innovative, I'm not sure. I I will let others determine if that's an innovative uh, thing. But I will say that since I've launched City Match, I see lots of problems uh, that er that's that's related to the onboarding of talent in London. And I'm like, I that that I can see through an expanded service or uh, so that so that process of innovation is activated already. Uh, My next question is: (laughs) you, you continue to innovate or where do you? Oh, I have so many great ideas and so many things that um, if you've got some capital, I'd love to <laughs> chat with you about it. Um, but um, there's so I find so I have this um, every 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 quarter pretty pretty well. I I sort of you know re look at the environmental um, env- like look at the environment and just like okay, where am I and where where does City Match 
exist in the in that universe and i and i and i basically have this cloud of all of these um these side um, or these other innovations or concepts or services or products that are in that universe and some and it's sometimes sometimes they're out there sometimes i draw it and it's mm -hmm. further away and then but then the you know, six months later, it's really close because I'm thinking, okay, this is, this continues to show itself as an issue in the city. Uh, can, can I feel that? Can we feel that? Can we partner with another organization to fill that together? Uh, so, uh, but at the same time, as you know, running a business, you, ha you, you sort of still need to be focused. I'm still growing. Uh, we're still growing this business. Uh, you know, so you're, you're torn you know, you don't want to be like, oh, look, there's a squirrel. And then you, you, you go chase that and you take away from your business. So I'm, I'm constantly struggling with how do we uh, keep focused on what we do best, but at the same time, see where we could go. Awesome. You know, and this is maybe a, a question I'm going to have to constrain you on. <laughs> I'm sure you could give me lots of different answers. For those that don't know Jody, we're so joking off the air, one of the theories that's sort of coming up or themes is the ability for London to pass information and contacts and resources at one degree of separation. So there's this amazing network of people and resources in the city. Uh, Jody Simpson is like the central node of that network. Uh, if there's one point that sort of all pieces of the network go through, I'm only half joking when I would say <laughs> maybe Jody's the central node to that because it seems like everyone knows Jody. And if you don't know Jody yet, we should, but um, <laughs> so looking for other examples of innovation in the city, maybe I'll cap you at three. I'm sure you, <laughs> okay. you know so many innovative companies that are out there. Uh, if you give me a max of three, anywhere from one to three is fine, but looking for other areas that you see uh, innovation happening in our city. That's uh, okay. So thanks for the challenge. The challenge, I'm going to try to meet this challenge. Um, and uh, okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to cheat a little, I'm yeah. going to cheat a little. Yeah. And uh, so in an, uh, I see every innovation everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's the truth in London. Uh, so I'm going to say, I'm going to focus on, uh, I see innovation in the business sector of London, right? In the private sector. I see innovations in the companies like voices.com. PSD, JP Automation retooled themselves after the economic collapse and now have their products all over the world, right? Uh, I see innovation in our, um, in our public sector. Um, I see innovations we, we chatted about Rethink. I think about, you know, John Fleming and the London, the, you know, the groundbreaking London plan and the, you know, the record-breaking, um, you know, response with Rethink, um, huge. Um, I think about London uh, Community Foundation, who are now getting into the business of city building uh, with the Back to the River. Um, third, <laughs> I see innovations in the... In the um, in the nonprofit uh, sector too, you know, and and um, when I think about like Pillar, you know, revolutionizing or re-engineering how co communities collaborate to solve our biggest challenges, and I think about you know, um, you know, organizations and people like uh, Chris Mackey who um, are fiercely, boldly uh, looking to solve our city's greatest health crisis um, in an innovative um, way that's really saving lives. So I think about innovation and it's everywhere. Um, it would be, if you ask me for people, that, that'd be 
yeah, I would fail. Yeah. <laughs> I'd fail really badly. Well, it could be hard to uh, encapsulate it. You know, my one of the reasons I wanted to start this project is I think we're at a point in time. Um, so I'm going to ask you to challenge me if you think it's a, if I'm wrong or support it if you think I'm right. But um, there seems to be a, a continual energy and, uh, you know, I, I hesitate to use the word a full renaissance. But there's so many different pockets of innovation in all the different areas of the sector. I agree. You can look at innovation works on the nonprofit side. You can look at voices or, you know, even Trojan was here mm -hmm. uh, you know, talking about their clean water impact. And there's so much innovative. We almost have a, a city that is has it as has it as core innovation, and I think that in the arts and culture, if you look at what uh, Dennis is doing at the Grand Theater and the mm -hmm. broader arts community with the Arts Council, and just how much innovation is happening. That my theory, I wanted to capture this point in time because I think five years ago, people are going to what the hell happened? Where did London, Ontario come from on this map? Um, and it'd be neat to have a point in time. Well, actually, at this point, you know, a couple years before the really the emergence of the city. You know, we we had these dialogues, so I'll throw that over to you and see if you can do anything with it. But do you think I'm completely off my rocker, or is that a, um, it's a in, sense it, that you're feeling as well? It's interesting. Um, I actually used the word renaissance when I um, announced the launch of City Match because the timing I thought was perfect. Uh, there was so much. Um, uh, we had just, you know, coming out of the the darkest of our, um, you know, the, the darkest days of our of of an economic shift that happened in the area, and uh, to see that we were coming through and 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 all of these innovations and all these companies were coming forward and there was a bustle and energy, but it was coming it's coming from all sectors, right? So it's not just. Um, it's not just digital media. It's not just um, medical device or healthcare. It's not um, just our. It's not our um, only our um, nonprofit community. It's it is it is literally uh, happening in every every corner of the city, from our small little community uh, community groups that are advocating for um, you know innovations in a, or a different way of of, of you know um, supporting the community and making it more accessible to to all uh, to our large you know global players that are um you know are bringing investments to the community bringing international talent to the community it is um it's been incredible it's it's we're not in one thing mm -hmm. and um and so i was excited when um when your first when your first blog um and i'm like absolutely so i'm with you and i think this is a pivot or this is a moment inflection point mm -hmm. uh for for London, and um, and I think we we make the mistake of trying to um, say we're the best at this and at this industry sector or this industry sector, and I think we do a disservice because we are we are becoming really great innovators in all sectors, and um, and you take that further and for a community and a city that can compete for for investment uh, for talent. Um, to 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 create a community that is ready for the next generation, who's ready and resilient. Um, you know, this is this is exactly how we need to play. Mm -hmm. This is what we need to do. In my view, as a community, is to highlight all of the all of the reasons. Um, I think there's a you know when you when you know what people were saying of the research that I've been looking at recently. They were talking about communities that have um, a strong economic. Um, foundation and that doesn't mean one 
one sector. That, that would be a right? liability in some ways. Yeah. Um, it, it's about um, a culture of innovation and entrepreneurship and quality of life. These are the big three, three four things that um, that newcomers are looking for. This is the, these are our, uh, the talent that we're trying to attract. Uh, they're looking for that. They're, we're looking for that, yeah. right? If we yep. think about the community, if we had to, you know, find another city to live in, we'd be looking for that too. Uh, so what I think is amazing is that we have all of that happening for us and, and, and to, to leverage it and to communicate and to celebrate it is is where we need to 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 spend our spend our time uh not necessarily looking for the racehorse that's going to you know maybe get us on the map or what have you um we have a lot going on for us the other thing too is that you know uh, research was saying that communities that have a college or university or, or hos- good hospital um do really well yeah. well hello yeah. we have all three yeah <laughs> we have all three yeah. uh so but you know the um but London right, right now is ranked as a, you know, a C-level community in terms of attraction of newcomers. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I think that's going to change, but we need to, we need to, um, we need to get our ducks in a row mm-hmm. and, uh, and not keep looking for magic, the magic bullet. That sort of leads to my next question is, um, do you think London has an identity problem? And is it part two of that? Is that something we should be concerned about? Okay. Well, you know what? London does not currently have a shared sense of identity. Um, But that's not my biggest concern. My biggest concern is that as a result of this, um, we have a confidence problem. And, um, And when you have a confidence problem, you tend as a city to get, you know, waffle, uh, get wishy-washy, um, we second guess ourselves. We look to to find a, a magic fix, um, and we fail to think bigger. We become insular and are in our in our place in the world. And so, this is my biggest fear and concern about London um, as a as a as a byproduct of not feeling a, that shared sense of identity. Um, and uh, we need to work on that. And what, um, to what end, I mean, obviously I started this process to help repair that, but what do you think we can do as a community to come, I don't, and what I don't know is if having a, a shared identity is the right solution. I do agree that the underlying problem is confidence. So what can we do to um, boost our confidence in the city, boost our peers in the city's confidence? Because so far I haven't had... Uh, one interview where people haven't seen the uh, the amazing upside potential of the community. A few have challenged, you know, some of the realities in our city, but by and large, there's a, a real sense of opportunity and mm-hmm. uh, of momentum and of you know just being a great place to live. But yet, if you, I find if you talk to people in aggregate, you get a different story. So on the individual level, we all have this great experience with the city, but in aggregate, we somehow feel it's lacking, and that's mm-hmm. really kind of confusing to me. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, we, we need to, um, uh, like the stakes are high, right? We need to, uh, get with the, with the program in terms of, um, you know, how we see ourselves. And, um, and I think the, I think what we need to do is continue to storytell, right? We need to storytell. We need to celebrate. We need to all start talking in our conversations with, even with our families and friends that live in London, because sometimes they, 
our our own citizens get pretty insular as well. They might know about the high flyer company here, but mm-hmm. we we need to you know let people know about all of the sort of developments that are happening in the community. Recently, I was speaking with at the um, uh, AGM with the London St Thomas Real Estate Association, mm-hmm. and you know talking about how. Um, even realtors, you know, being able to speak about what are the industries here, what are the stars, um, you know, it, media has a big role. And, you know, I, um, um, it's been tough. I mean, I, I think it's a hard slog when you have a, um, when we have media uh, that, and, you know, I, I that can, um, that is sort of um, predisposition to sort of highlight the, controversies Mm -hmm. and um what's their incentives Uh, controversies get clicked yeah controversies get clicked um people you know respond and react um to negative stories um i'd love to if we had i mean i like the this initiative right you're bringing people into the on in your in your show to uh talk about what's going on in the city um we have so much awesome stuff happening here and awesome companies and awesome organizations and initiatives um that like I think we're overflowing, and it, and so it stuns me that um, that there's still a sentiment by our own community leaders um, and citizens that there's nothing happening here. Yeah, well, it's, my, it's dumbfounding. My current theory uh, is that you know unlike Waterloo or Calgary or even Vancouver, uh, Toronto's just Toronto. Uh, it is a, it's an entity unto itself, but um, there is that one common so- story, and I think London's challenge, but also an opportunity, is that it's uh, it's an anthology of a thousand great stories. Yes. One book. Uh, we're more of a Shel Silverstein <laughs> compilation than we are a uh, uh, you know uh, an individual story or you know a thousand days and nights kind of that type of mosaic of different stories rather than having one good story. I think it makes it more challenging to tell, but if we can actually figure out how to make that... London doesn't have a story. It has a thousand great stories. Yes. And again, I think if you were to add up the impact on people's lives of those a thousand great stories, you would have just as much, if not more, impact as the single story of any one of those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's so hard to get our heads around what makes London great because of that. Mm-hmm. We talk, you know... Uh, Talked to Peter Fragiscatos, and uh, I think he was, uh, you know, when he talked about what makes the city great, I didn't time him, but I would guess it was like three or four minutes. Whereas I'm sure if you talk to an MP from, you know, Kitchener Waterloo or another region, yeah, we got the greatest tech sector in the world, and our university is great. Um, and, you know, the world tech community comes to us, and they could probably shave it down to 30, uh, 30 seconds about what, in, in you know, again, I would say there's probably downside if you're in manufacturing in Waterloo, you may be sick of hearing about how. Yes. You know, Waterloo is a great tech sector because you have this whole business that's manufacturing based and probably don't get the same support. So I'm sure there's pulls and pull, you know, pushes and pulls and advantages and disadvantages, but I really find that's, uh, I think, going to be the secret sauce is that how do you tell an anthology or sell the anthology of stories of London mm-hmm. rather than a London story? Yeah, I mean, that's the, see, I would, I'm with you. I'd love to, to have that, um, the full range of why London's great, whether, you know, whether, and all the, all the reasons for it, right, are, you know, parks are, 
our mm-hmm. uh, in, uh, innovative companies, the university, the college, the um, you know the arts community, all of that. Um, you know, the other thing I want to I was thinking about too is I always I, I liked. Um, uh, like the idea of, of highlighting and speaking with newcomers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing will, nothing reminds me every day about our the things that uh, make great London great is when you have a unique perspective of a, of a newcomer that looks at our city with fresh eyes, mm-hmm. and they're and they're coming from their own cities, and 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 you know it's it's interesting because nothing makes my heart swell with civic pride when I hear like when you hear a newcomer from a different city uh different country say you you this is beautiful mm-hmm. and this is right in your you have a you have a river that goes right through your city and there's this wonderful park mm-hmm. and you, you know your streets are clean you might think you know that yeah. we, we have all relative but depending relative. where they're coming from um, our streets smell better than toronto yes by and large <laughs> <laughs> um but uh but I, but I'm going back to the original, um, you know, your original uh, thoughts about the anthology. Um, I think this is we have to find the, that a way to do this, and um, and I don't know if I want to be the we are a tech hub or we are a. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's the because when you when things happen, there's economic shocks that happen all the yep. time, and so when people say, "Hey, well, you were that." Well, Pittsburgh, you were the the manufacturing yeah. sector, and uh, and then they weren't. And so how do you, you know, how do you build a resilient quality where quality of life is really, um, is really your competitive advantage? I don't think you have to look much further than Detroit to see how you're basing uh, a city on one specific industry. I mean, when it's booming, it's fantastic. No one can doubt that Detroit really benefited uh, from that for many years, but Obviously, now you can see some pretty obvious downsides. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, last sort of question, sort of a wrap-up question. I like to give a guest the opportunity, uh, as we talked about the city and innovation and the brand of the city. If there's something I should have asked you but didn't, um, and then secondly, if you have any questions, you want to ask back the other way. Um. So, um, I think. Uh, I mean, I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, London from a regional standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, um, and this is, excuse me, I, I think, um, uh, you know, London's unique, right? We're not uh, the golden horseshoe where there's multiple communities that mm-hmm. are sort of fueling um, an economic engine or regional economic engine. Um, London really has to stand on its own. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, uh, and that puts us in a unique place. But one of the things that I think... Um, and we're seeing changes. So I've, I, I, listen, I mentioned to you before, Steve Bolton was talking mm-hmm. about uh, that regional focus, and and London needs to really to really get to pick up that regional uh, purview in everything we we do. That means right from the, I mean, industries are already doing that. Um, I think our politicians, uh, our provincial politicians, and our federal politicians think regionally too. Um, municipally, I think some of our councillors think regionally. I think mm-hmm. uh, some of our councillors. I uh, think very locally, mm-hmm. um, just in the city limits, uh, which is unfortunate because that's how we need to blow that apart. Um, you know, I think about um, what's coming down the road, literally, mm-hmm. um, is potentially a connected high-speed rail. Yep. Um, and that is transformation. That's going to be so transformational. It will change everything. It's a game changer for London. It would be a game changer for southwestern Ontario. And so when we think about well, what does what does connectivity of 
people, capital, commerce happening mm-hmm. when you be when that regional becomes not just southwestern Ontario, but southern Ontario or Ontario or the Ontario Quebec uh, corridor mm-hmm. of innovation and, and commerce. Um, are we ready? Are, is London preparing itself for that game change? Um, I hope we are. I mm-hmm. hope we are looking well beyond um, this an, an insular view, uh, that we are looking at how we engage with uh, the communities around us, how we leverage and com- collaborate together, um, and how we are positioning ourselves in that, in that flow of people, capital, commerce, uh, and goods. Yep. Um, so that's something that, um, you know, I think that uh, even though this is a very London-focused, I think we would be doing a disservice if we only see us within our, we're, we're, not, we're not an island. Um, yeah, no, it's a great point. And I think, you know, as I think, you know, obviously still trying to figure out exactly where some of this activity is going to go. But uh, I do think there's enough stories to be told to, to have multiple seasons mm-hmm. in this story and Steve was the first one Steve Bolton from Libro who brought up the, the regional context I really haven't thought about that before uh, in this project um, what's interesting is I've said for uh, 15 years probably some of the same meetings in 2007 2008 we were referencing earlier um, is that to me it's ridiculous that uh, London Waterloo Stratford aren't you know a, a triangle similar to what you have in Raleigh, Durham, and North Carolina. Um, those cities are just the same distance apart. They've managed to figure out how to create a corridor. Um, you know, the, it's faster to get from one side of London to Waterloo than it is one side of Toronto to the other in, mm-hmm. in some ways. So we have this perceived barrier between the cities um, that is actually, I think, mostly in our own mm-hmm. minds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so how can you harness that? Um, yeah, I see it as the triangle. I think you could go and very easily include Chatham and St. Catharines. There's some amazing things going on. And then as far you know, as Windsor, and then you kind of hit a physical stuff with the border. Uh, but if you look at Waterloo um, West or even Mississauga West, there's a lot of opportunity that we could work together uh, as a broader economic region mm-hmm. that I think thus far has been a missed opportunity. Well, and I wonder, uh, the question I always had was, you know, um, why is this a missed opportunity for for London? You know, and 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 you know, we should be at the table. We should be. We are um, contributors of uh, great companies, great talent, great solutions, um, and uh, you know. And I think that um, the the one question I always had was, you know, companies or like cities, um, you get investment. You know, investment dollars and investment uh, come when you invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I always worried that. Maybe um, that, you know, we're really loud about, you know, making big investments in our own city and and ourselves. Uh, So if we have this, um, if we are seen as a community that's not uh, investing in themselves and looking to to build a very resilient city and a city that has a lot to offer, we do have a lot to offer, Mm -hmm. but if we're not communicating that really clearly, then um, then communities will will do business and do and 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 have conversations and economic councils and discussions uh, with those that are shared are, are, are wanting greater things for their for their um, for their people mm-hmm. and so um, I think we need to be very careful on the narrative publicly that we put out there uh, that we struggle with um, with this with you know in some views um, straightforward um, 
city building uh, investment initiatives that is, is happening everywhere um, that we sometimes um, very loudly uh, seem to be struggling with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's uh, yeah. You know, I think the word that you you used earlier, and if it wasn't you, I apologize. <laughs> had a bunch of these interviews, but uh, confidence. You know, yeah, confidence. You're not, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when I say you, I could mean literally us out in the community. I could mean our our mayor, or civic leadership. Uh, if they're not at the table with confidence, then I think that that shows up. Um, and I think helping. I'm hoping that this series will help boost Londoners' confidence because uh, if you actually listen to the stories across a pretty broad spectrum of people I've talked to so far and uh, hope to have several more uh, as we continue the journey. But um, there's, there's a lot to be proud of going on mm-hmm. in the city and there's a lot of work to do. Um, but those two things, you know, I think are always going to be true. So mm-hmm. um, with that, we'll kind of end the, the formal part. But thanks so much for, thanks for taking time of your day and sharing your story and Thank uh, you. contributing to the dialogue. Thanks so much, Jody. Thanks so much, David. David and I have put our time into recording the Branding London podcast because we love this city and, more importantly, the people in it. Our traction decided to produce this podcast because this work is aligned with our core focus of amplifying great stories to increase relevance, impact, engagement, and momentum. If you'd like to support us, you can visit our Patreon at patreon.com brandinglondon. Your generous support will help us to promote this season into more channels so that more people can hear London's good news stories and it'll help us fund future seasons. To find recaps, videos of some interviews, our Patreon link, or more information about us in this podcast, you can visit ourtraction.com slash podcast. Production assistance for this series was provided by Webisodes. Special thanks to Adam Kaplan for his help with recording the live streams and providing the audio from those interviews. We're also grateful for the technical production support of Michael Dales. Thanks for listening. Like what you hear? Subscribe to the Branding London podcast, like our traction on Facebook, or follow us on Twitter and Instagram. 